Back in September last year, we discussed cryptocurrencies on Money Talk Extra. Since then, the price of Bitcoin has raced to a high of almost $20,000, with the total value of the crypto market peaking at around $830 billion in January. However, the market then crashed by almost 70%. There's been a sharp rebound from the lows in recent weeks, but most cryptocurrencies are still a long way off their all-time highs. So we thought it was time to take a look once again at cryptocurrencies, and back with us is Tamar Churchhouse, cryptocurrency expert at Stansbury Research. Good morning, Tamar. Good morning. Last year, late last year, you warned, I remember, about the excessive price rises we were seeing in um, cryptocurrencies. In hindsight, was that all a bubble? Uh, absolutely. I mean, the rises we saw in prices, uh, especially in the last quarter of last year, were just completely unsustainable. Um, and there was just no differentiation between uh, crypto assets at all. It was just everything was going up by 10, 20, 30, 50, 100 percent per week, week after week. It was just not sustainable. And that's why we've seen the correction that we have. And why did the market crash so spectacularly? What went wrong? Uh, well, I mean, like all bubbles, you uh, you know you get to this stage where the market simply can't go parabolic um, mm. indefinitely. Uh, you know, the market was practically going vertical by the end, mm. um, and you get to a point where simply the mentality shifts, and the uh, you know greed goes from buying to profit taking, which turns to vast and rapid selling, and uh, a correction is what we get. So is the cryptocurrency market finished? Some people are saying it's all over now. Sure. I mean, people have been saying it's over for many, many years now. Um, you know, this is just part and parcel of the crypto markets. Uh, you know, that's just the way I see it. It is mm -hmm. an extremely volatile asset class. Um, there is a huge amount of junk out there. So don't get me wrong. I mean, I think, uh, you know, it is over for a lot of crypto assets for sure. Um, but at the end of the day, this kind of correction is, is positive for the market. Um, you know, it forces discipline and it forces people to start differentiating between the various projects that are out there. So the ones that are left, because not all of them have survived, not all the exchanges have survived either, are the ones that are left in a better position as a result of this shakeout that we've seen? Yes, although, you know, we've not seen the level of shakeout that I would have hoped to have seen just yet. I mean, there are still a lot of fairly useless uh, cryptos out there which command multi-billion dollar uh, valuations. So, you know, we're definitely not over yet. You know, this is not the uh, we've not seen a kind of a dot com bubble bursting uh, yet. We've seen a shakeout for sure and a big correction, but we've not we've, we've not reached that stage yet where the market is really, truly sophisticated and disciplined yet. So you think there could be more downside despite the recent correction we've seen? I remember you described it as the market went parabolic. I remember once being told the law of parabolas is that when a market goes parabolic, there's a 90% chance of losing 90% of the value. Is that where we could go? Um, well, I mean, we've already, you know, we went from a, a total crypto market value of around 820 billion. I think that was around the peak. We went all the way down to around 250 and now we're up to 420 again. So we have kind of corrected, bounced off the bottom. I don't think this is the beginning of another trend towards those kind of, uh, those kind of valuations just yet. Um, I still think, you know, there is still a lot of regulatory overhang, uh, you know, waiting in the in the wings, as it were. Um, so, you know, I, 
I still think, you know, we've not seen anywhere close to enough cryptos go to zero yet, uh, in my opinion. So you mentioned that there's a lot of trash out there. How do investors differentiate? How do they go about deciding what are the ones that they could invest in and what are the ones they should avoid? Uh, well, you know, it's not easy, to be perfectly honest. Um, you know, you need to spend some time educating yourself because, you know, to be honest, there's a lot of noise out there. Everyone has their own agendas. There's a lot of scammers and pumpers and people with their own agendas. So the, really the best thing you can do is, you know, just start with the basics and really start with Bitcoin, understand how it works and then evolve from there because there are hundreds and hundreds of cryptos out there trading. Mm -hmm. Um and it is very, very difficult. I mean, you need to be able to eliminate 90% from your uh, you know, analysis list very, very quickly and then focus on the remaining 10%. Now, whenever I want to buy an asset, the first question I need to ask myself is, what is its value? Um, before I can decide, is it overvalued or undervalued? I need to have a way of measuring its value. How do I do that with a cryptocurrency? How do I value Bitcoin, for example? Sure. So something like Bitcoin, uh, you know, and each crypto demands its own uh, methodology because each crypto provides a, a, a different functionality. So if we look at Bitcoin, Bitcoin is really, you know, the where, where, where I see Bitcoin potentially going, and this is its kind of the way I would potentially look at it in terms of valuing, is saying, Okay, if this becomes a global decentralized digital reserve currency, what kind of market valuation can we assume it will take? And I say, well, okay, maybe it'll be roughly the equivalent of a G3 country money supply, mm -hmm. relatively narrow money supply, which maybe puts it into, you know, two or three trillion dollars. So that's kind of how I would look at Bitcoin because mm. it doesn't generate interest or anything like that. And then I simply say, well, if I believe, you know, on a probably weighted basis, it might get there, then it's worth putting some money in it. Um, but for the vast majority of cryptos, I say, you know, you've got to kind of assume it goes either extremely well or it goes to zero. Um, there are going to be plenty that bump along, but they all have their own valuation mm. metrics. And, and Bitcoin really is just a currency. Other cryptos provide utility and can be valued more like traditional businesses. Um, so it is very, very you know, crypto asset specific in terms of how you value. So what sort of factors should I be thinking about before I decide whether to invest? Uh, well, I mean, the first thing you need to do is really just understand how the ecosystem works. So you've got to understand how exchanges work, how wallets work, mm -hmm. how moving crypto from a wallet to an exchange and back again, how that works and the security measures. Because, you know, this is not like logging into interactive brokers or an online brokerage account or your online bank account. Um, you know, this is when you're dealing with crypto, you're really trading, you know, you're using live ammunition. If you make a mistake, you can lose your crypto assets. Mm -hmm. So if you forget a password, that's it. Um, so you need to be very, very careful, start very, very small, understand the basics first, and then, you know, just take time to familiarize yourself with, you know, how the ecosystem operates. Tama, thank you very much indeed. Not at all. That was Tamar Churchhouse from Stansbury Research. That's all for Money Talk Extra this week. I'll be back next Saturday when we'll dish out some tips on how to save money on your energy bills. Jimmy Lamb will talk to a listener who is a slash, someone who has multiple concurrent careers and hears about her financial challenges. We'll also explore how to invest in Japanese property with the author of The Landed Guides. Until then, I'm Peter Lewis. Have a great weekend. Music.